welcome to Crafts and Crime. I'm Amy. And I'm Elaine, and I'm still messing with my microphone. <laughs> Stop it. And as always, we have a craft and a crime. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> no, we I almost missed. did it. I know. it. Well, we always say this. We're always struggling. <laughs> Today. 41 episodes in, and I we're know. still having problems. Wait, I think this is episode 45. Or, oh. Wait, no, we did 42, but then uploaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. we've done other ones that weren't like episode this. I've. I think we have like is this almost episode 45 or, or something, something like, that? like that yeah we're getting up there yeah. yeah when i checked we had 44 uploaded so this is 45 oh, cool so yeah we're doing it but barely <laughs> today has been a day but i mean what how often do we not have a day like never every day is a day <laughs> it is um well being sent up on the roof <laughs> yeah. the neighbor's roof luckily like awesome neighbors so she was worried yeah. about the cat but yeah he was on the roof because we just let him start going outside to explore because he's the only one that refuses to stay in the house yeah and He'll bolt out when you open there's the, the back exactly door. there's literally no point so now at least you open the door and he doesn't like trip out your feet yeah he'll just walk out because uh-huh. we just gave up yeah and yeah he decided to we have like um the wall instead of it's not a fence the brick wall it's pretty pretty common here in california uh-huh. these walls are like huge uh, like cinder blocks but uh-huh. they're rounded and he decided to hop up there and i saw him and i was like no it was slow motion <laughs> i was sitting down and you know it would have just scared him more so he jumped from the wall which is like six feet tall mm-hmm. on one spot it's taller than me he jumped from the highest point onto their roof yeah. And almost got electrocuted yeah, because, because again, that's on. another thing here. It's everyone's backyard is the power old lines. parts of, ta- yeah. of town are covered in power lines. Like yeah. if you had a really tall, oh, pool skimmer that happened at my in-laws <gasps> house. The, um, the amount of times that the pool skimmer handle would hit the power line and then we found out later that those power lines were like wicked illegal and my Uh in-laws had to pay to have the um electricians do all the work to that's ridiculous yeah because they were too low Mm -hmm. my god which you don't i mean for anyone that doesn't know you don't don't ever touch power lines in any no but just touching one doesn't do anything you have to make a full circuit by Uh touching another one but it doesn't matter things happen (laughs) yeah we our power lines because we have oh my gosh remember when they put the pole the new upgraded pole because out here we have a lot of um because it's a really old city so we have Mm -hmm. a lot of old um wood power (laughs) poles and so they're starting to upgrade them to those there's a huge termite problem down here and a some kind of a wood boring uh-huh, beetle, beetle is taking over, so they're killing everything. And yeah, so we have a lot of power <laughs> out at planned power outages, mm-hmm. which is like for most of, most of the day. It's usually on by like three or so, but it still but sucks when they turn it off at seven in the morning. Yeah, You're like don't open the fridge <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, um, but when that was so freaky when they had the power lines all like down low it was crazy yeah, in your were, backyard yeah they, they were, had to pull the truck into your backyard <laughs> they were so lucky yeah i mean you know they plan it like that but the way that um, my backyard is we have like again this is a really typical thing in southern california really long drive in these old houses yeah. really long driveways and then they have like full chain link opening fences mm-hmm. for vehicles mm-hmm 
And then they close behind and then we have the garage. They're not connected. The garages have always been separate in these old houses because they were made in the 50s. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they had to bring their big freaking power truck all the way through. That would not have happened in my backyard. No, they knew it. They know they plan it this way. It's ridiculous. Oh, God, how would they have? That's insane. They would not have been able to. They would have had to go to one of the other neighbors. Yeah. But it's crazy because, yeah, you have to pay for it. There's no they don't. Mm -hmm. The good thing my grass was crap because you see their tire truck marks yeah. throughout my entire backyard, and they tried to be really careful, uh-huh. but you can only do so yeah, much. Yeah, and they don't give a shit because no. they didn't have anything else <laughs> planted. Or the chickens, like I know, but there's because you didn't have the chicken run Mm-mm. back there. No, luckily uh, I don't think they'll have to do any work on there. No. But if they had to, I would totally have to pick up the chicken run and like turn it, move it completely. Yeah. Well, I'd have to turn it from the way it's up against the fence. And just mm-hmm. pull it, turn it into turn the yard the completely. Way. Yeah, <sighs> but yeah. I have a headache. <laughs> so being so almost, <laughs> yeah, being so almost electrocuted himself by yeah. sniffing the the thing power lines the, on the roof. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's literally like the power that comes from the house comes from a tube out of the roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. And then <laughs> to connect the power from the garage or from the house to the garage, that's another line. So. Mm-hmm. It's all, yeah, a lot of power lines. But yeah, Binks. And it's funny because when Binks jumped up on the wall, I remember Lincoln was like, oh, no, Binks. And you were like, I promise you he'll be fine. And then he jumps on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he so. was afraid he was going to fall off the wall. Well, I did promise he didn't fall off the wall. No, he didn't. He made it down. Yeah. He was scared, though. But he Oh, God. He turned into a giant puffball and ran under the house. He came out. <laughs> yeah. Lenore called him. Okay. I was like, just let him chill. He's afraid. He's all spooked. And then, yeah. So I was like, just leave the door closed so he doesn't hear any noise from the house. Uh-huh. And then call him in a little while and she yeah. did and he came mm-hmm. out and he was all thirsty and hungry and yeah scared. i bet <laughs> it was like, literally less than an hour of a debacle and he was like yeah. i hopefully he'll never do it again though yeah because he realized it's like the little kid that unfortunately touches yeah. the hot thing and then they don't anymore yeah i don't think any he of my seemed cats terrified jumped up on the roof <laughs> well any of my cats two of my cats go outside uh but yeah i Kiki wouldn't be able to if, even oh, if she tried yeah. she's so she's gonna be 15 and yeah i don't think Johnny. next month Johnny, the only thing he wants to do when he goes out is he just wants to lay down in the sun yeah. and roll around. I know, that's Kiki. And it's sad because, like, I can't let him. Mm-hmm. He's the one that has the kitty AIDS. Yeah. And so um, his feline immunodeficiency virus. So um, we used to let him go out. You know, if you're new, <laughs> we've yeah. talked about this before, but we used to let him go outside and now he can't um, yeah, because super it's sick. a complete depletion of the immune system like mm-hmm. um like a human with hiv or aids and so like he, he the last bout of sickness that he has he really hasn't recovered from mm-hmm. he's still very oh yeah wheezy he's... and boogery and he's still super skinny, skinny. so i'm mm-hmm. gonna buy him this ridiculously expensive cat food it's a weight yeah. gainer mm-hmm. and I'm, i also have found a goat's milk powder supplement oh, okay and so it's like a one to I think it's like one tablespoon to just like a few ounces of water because obviously they're not going to drink that much. Uh-huh. So you do the warm water and it has a bunch of probiotics and vitamins and stuff. And the mm-hmm. probiotics will help from his gut to help build his immune system. He's just he's like an old man. Yeah. And he's only four, about four. I, mean, I guess that's unfortunately. Yeah. Middle aged dish. So yeah. but I mean, you know, we're. Like he's he's happy he's cuddly uh-huh. he's always purring he's eating and going to the bathroom but he's yeah. just like you see is just so frail now yeah it's so he sad is. but he even like a little puffy polar bear you know but <laughs> even like Kiki she's old old man mm-hmm. can she be feisty today because I had <laughs> the, the old lady the sheets on the ground that had the bleach on it yeah and she was like sniffing it and I went to go shoo her away and she attacked my slipper she's like you let me yeah. smell what I want to smell yeah. I'm old 
And so, I'm your elder. <laughs> she is so old. Like I said, she's going to be 15 on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And she's at that age where like, she, I don't know, she's been sleeping in weird positions. And so she's at the age where you got to like check if she's breathing. Yeah. <laughs> she sleeps. No, I totally get it. Because she likes to sleep in the bathroom on the towels. And, um, and so she's been sleeping in really weird positions where like, her necks all turn weird or like her face is in the wall and you're like what are you doing and yeah and you stare at her like is she breathing and it's like oh, okay she's she's breathing <laughs> so, it is i can't even imagine like yeah i've never had a cat live this long so i'm like <laughs> oh. uh. but i'm like i hope she just uh, hangs on forever <laughs> <laughs> forever and ever forever. she will <laughs> yeah she, she can't die yeah. she's gonna live forever forever she was the first cat that we got as like a family she's our family cat and my kids don't know life without her yeah but yeah so she's she got feisty today (laughs) that's good (laughs) yeah it is good she's got some spunk in her does she still try to go outside yeah so oh that's what i started yeah she'll go outside and Mm -hmm. then she'll like go in the sun for a second and then immediately come back in she's like Like, five minutes later she's like i don't like it out here she was just getting her i swear she's got like kitty dementia like she she will like either that or like her eyesight or her hearing's failing or something mm-hmm. but it's like she forgets like she wants to go outside and she's like oh yeah i hate this let me go back inside. Oh. like she doesn't like to go out anymore yeah but she still begs to go outside she so, just wants to breathe in some fresh air for a yeah. second yeah she'll get away from these damn kids i know getting <sighs> some sun like all of us they need vitamin d and stuff for their bones too yeah. so she's just getting her sunshine and then comes in Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm still all lightheaded from the, <laughs> from from the, the bleach. <laughs> kids got the bleach spray for the bathroom and sprayed it on the wall. And oh, it was like, that's why? crazy. Why? They've never gotten into that. So now we have to do a whole new setup. I'm like, mm-hmm. and it was Moving Lincoln that got it. Out. And he's six. Like, what the heck, dude? So anyways. Okay. I guess <laughs> we should move on to the actual content of the Woo! show. So <clears throat> this was my mom's idea um for my craft because i'm doing oh, the craft and um so i read it to her today on i was on facetime with her so uh anyway so i am doing decoupage Yay! so i was like it was one of those where i'm like oh hopefully you didn't do decoupage this week or something because um you did paper mache and mm-hmm. it's kind of in that same category you know family so decoupage is derived from the French word decouper, meaning to cut out or to cut from something. And it's an art that involves uh, decorating an object by gluing colored paper cutouts onto it. And you can also use like special paint and, you know, gold leaf and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, many famous people, this is new to me. I love mm-hmm. it when I learn something new. Many famous people in history have decoupaged, such as Marie Antoinette. Mm-hmm. Madame de Pompadour, Lord Byron, Beau Brummel, Matisse, and Picasso. (laughs) So then, of course, the history of it. The origins can be traced back to East Siberia, where nomadic tribes used um, cut out felts to decorate the tombs of their deceased. And then this practice um, then moved over to China by around the 12th century. And peasants created paper cutouts in like really pretty colors to decorate windows lanterns gift boxes and like a bunch of other stuff so this chinese practice um you know spread also to uh pol- poland so pol- <laughs> pol- you're polish right yeah, yeah. 
I'm more Polish than anything else. Yeah. So this, um, you know, spread to Poland and mostly for women and children, they would just cut out their um, really colorful folded papers um, into geometric shapes, birds, animals, and flowers. So in Europe, the art form gained popularity in the 17th century, especially in France. And so the demand for, it was called oriental lacquered objects, because like I said, this did originate in China, um, this art. Well, the demand for it was way more than the supply. So um, Venetian cabinet makers and lacquers, uh, sorry, my notes are all backwards. Um, They basically made fake lacquer work. Because they couldn't do the real thing. Because the, they just had to pump it out, I guess. Mm-hmm. So this was known as lacca con- contrafata or counterfeit lacquer. <laughs> and this is how they would do it. They would hand color prints and engravings of the leading artists that, you know, the demand was for their art. But mm-hmm. you couldn't do that. So then they would um, then cut it out, paste it onto a surface, and then cover it with a bunch of lacquer. So it was like the knockoff, you know. It's <laughs> like kinda... a Fendi purse out of a trunk <laughs> yes. in Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> From some so, tweaker. <laughs> so it was counterfeit lacquer because yeah. it was like all the rage, but then mm. like they couldn't keep up with it. Right. <laughs> so, of course, around this time, you know, if you got a lot of money, uh, people would get master painters to come in and paint their houses with art. So those who couldn't afford all these paintings mm-hmm. of the masters cut out and glued down their you know, they would cut out the picture of it mm-hmm. and do the same thing. And they would cover it with lacquer to um, resemble the original paintings. <laughs> and this was given the term Le Art del Povero or Poor Man's Art. <laughs> so it's very self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then during the 18th and 19th centuries, decoupage like just took off throughout mm-hmm. Europe. And it was used as a means of decorating bookcases cabinets and other pieces of furniture and i was thinking like really cabinets but then think of like a china cabinet or something that's like really pretty decorated painted you could totally decoupage that with like cut Mm -hmm. out whatever so um so women would cut out pictures and paste them onto like hat boxes wig stands fire screens toiletry objects like picture like a hairbrush you know the back of a hairbrush so um and then it'd be like unique to you too it's yeah it's just yours you're the only one with a hairbrush like that you know with those pictures on it so um so this i thought was interesting a woman named mrs mary delaney lived in england from 1700 to 1788 and she was actually a confidant of king george iii and queen Char- charlotte sorry <laughs> and at get this at the age of 71 she started making botanically accurate reproductions of plants and flowers fun and she would do this by like cutting up really fine tissue paper and it's really pretty and you can actually um see um her work today in the british museum but she called these creations that she made paper mosaics because she's just like piecing together pieces Uh of paper and then lacquering over it uh she actually created 1700 decoupage pieces 
And she made these like all the way up until she died at the age of 88. And Aww, during this fun. time, 71 to 88 years yeah. old and her like eyesight was failing, but she just kept going. Can you imagine finding your niche so old in your life? You'd probably be like, damn it. Why didn't I figure this yeah. out? Like when <laughs> I was 20. That's fun. Though. But it's I love just that. never too. It is never, too, never late. too late. You want to do it, something. do it. Do it now. <laughs> yeah. So um, many women... In the 18th century, so mostly women were doing this, um, but also artists and stuff. But uh, in 18th century England, they were cutting out images and lacquering. And this skill was known in England as Japanning, I think, because it just came from Asia. I don't know why they did Japanning. So um, in 1760, London printer Robert Sayer created a book called (laughs) The Ladies' Amusement, or... (laughs) The art of Japaning made easy. <laughs> like I said, mostly women did it. It's like little crafts and stuff. Make pretty, pap- you know, papers and glue and stuff. So this book that he made had 1,500 illustrations and had instructions on how to color, glue down, varnish, and polish those cutouts. So he would cut out <laughs> from the book. And this I thought, thought was interesting. In 19th century England during the Victorian era... Valentine cards were introduced. And I think this episode comes out like right around Valentine's Day. Oh. No, I have to. I'm all, where's my phone? I'm holding it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so this is where, you know, pretty papers were being created for Valentine's Day cards. And, and so they would use those pretty decorative papers to put it on screens, lamp bases, linen hmm. boxes, you know, everything. So the traditional technique, which I didn't know this, I'm thinking like, you know, oh, they just like slap some varnish on it and, you know, called it a day. No, Mm -hmm. it used 30 to 40 layers. So like multiple layers. Then it was sanded to a polish finish. So Mm -hmm. it's not like today, you know, which I'll get into. Um, It was like a process. Mm -hmm. So um, now we use um, something that's like an all-in-one sealer, glue and finish for um for decoupage <laughs> mod podge basically <laughs> you could just get mod podge at mm-hmm. um i can never say that mod podge at um any craft store really and just do it yourself so i am going to tell everyone how to decoupage so you choose your item so let's say like a box because i actually had a box that my friend Lindsay made me when we were like the girl's age <laughs> um and she took pictures of us and I used to, I got rid of it a long time ago. Um, I had it when we lived here, but I had to finally just like get rid of stuff. But she took pictures and like magazine things and cut, put it all over this jewelry box <laughs> and then Mod Podged over it. Cute. Um, so let's say a box, you know, you're going to then find a picture source. So this could be, like I said, pictures. My mom, so... She did this with the kids, and it's a really cute idea. She had some really pretty napkins. Yeah. And so she peeled the decorative top part (laughs) off, took a terracotta pot, and then just Mod Podged over it, and then made like a little planter pot to put flowers in. So, um, so yeah, anything, (laughs) you know, you could think of, you could do photographs, you could do, ooh, like, you know, the, um, seed packages, how they have like really pretty flowers or like, you know, where it's all drawn, you could do that, like anything. Then you're going to cut it out or you could tear it apart. Like, you know, like I was saying, the, um, botanically accurate ones that Mary did, it was Mm -hmm. like tissue paper. So she like created it before she lacquered over it. 
Then you're going to apply mm-hmm. glue to the base and then stick the paper onto that. So like if you have your box, you, you put glue down so everything sticks to it. Let that dry. And then if you want to paint it, you can paint it or add little details around it. And then you put your top coat on like Mod Podge. You just spread it all over and then you can add, you know, rhinestones or whatever <laughs> if you want to get fancy with it. And um, and that's it. It's really it's a really easy craft to do with kids. Like I said, Valentine's Day. I'm like, oh, you can get like cute Valentine's Day cards and do like a box or something. I don't know. Or like you could really, sorry, decoupage almost anything. So anyways, that's pretty much how you do it. And now I have a couple, well, it's not really fun facts. It's just like fun, interesting people. My cool. microphone keeps like Both making a noise. It was, mine was the last episode and Mine's like now bouncing. I finally just held still. <laughs> mine I think was getting stuck on my hand and I move when I talk. Oh. <laughs> so, um, Jay Terry Jones is a notable <laughs> the word. I'm like decoupager? No. Decouper. Decoup decoper. Maybe decoper? Because decoupage? De- decouper sounds right yeah. to me. <laughs> decouper. I don't think I've seen the word though. <laughs> so um it's just deco and then uper. <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> It's just deco and then ooper. Ooper. <laughs> so de Cooper. That from, sounds right. Yeah. So he's from Waynesburg, Pennsylvania, and he actually holds multiple Guinness World Records for his decoupage collection. Fun. Does yeah, he do them himself like, or he collects them? Yeah. Um, I think he collects them. Oh, no, no, no. He does them. His okay. he's de Cooper. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay. Okay. Deco Ooper. Deco Ooper. So, yeah. So he does it and then he has a big collection. So I don't know if he collects them too, but I'm like, I got to get mm-hmm. Troy's Guinness World Records and take a look and see if I can find him. So yeah. his name is J. Terry Jones. Like cool. Terry, I think he goes by the name Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then Richard Basile is a well known New York art collector and entrepreneur. And he achieved notoriety as a decouper, decouper, (laughs) when his floral decorative work was displayed in, I'm not going to say it, it's it's an art festival in Paris in 2014. And he he worked on his decoupage. Mm -hmm. uh, Naked. No. Well, maybe. Sorry, but it just seemed like this funny buildup. No, it's like, no, I thought okay. this was funny because okay. it's like he's this famous like art collector and art entrepreneur and stuff in New York. But okay. this his whole um, decoupage career, I guess, he was working in the basement study of his parents' New England home. So nice. he did this all in the basement. So you don't have to be like, yeah, no. he's he's doing it. He's like, I don't need yeah. a studio. I'm going to do it in my okay, parents' well, basement. You know what? I'm going to show this off and okay. I will post it on Instagram. I don't know if you remember this because I just grabbed it from my Facebook. I think it was like I had just moved into the apartment. So it okay. was like 11 years ago. Okay. At least. So I decoupaged this plate. <gasps> Pretty. Each yeah, of those post that. Each of those rosebuds are cut out by hand. It's called fussy cutting in scrapbooking. Oh. It's from a piece of tissue paper that you oh, wow. like pack a present with. I got it from the dollar store. Pretty. And I got the plate from the dollar store too. Yeah. And I wanted to throw this plate across the room when I was done. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I hand cut out every single one of the flower arrangements. So some yeah. of them, like I'm showing Amy with my hands, but like some of them were that big and oh, some of yeah. them were little because it was like the decorative pattern of the tissue paper. Uh huh. And I had yellow and I had planned to do like a whole set of the pink and the yellow uh-huh. roses. These are tea roses on a big like dinner plate. This is a mm-hmm. dinner plate. Oh, okay. After I did that one, I was like, hell no. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Yeah. And then I did the Mod Podge and another layer of just plain tissue paper over the back. So it turned the plate like a frosty transparent. I never used it. I don't even know if I still have it. I'm like, (laughs) oh, no, I worked so hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's really pretty. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, decoupage is like a really, it's really easy. And anybody, anybody, (laughs) shut up. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. When you were were talking about the mosaic um, paper project that uh-huh. the woman the, old, the older woman Mary did, did. yes uh-huh. I was immediately taken back to gosh I don't know if I was third it was third grade with Mrs. Payne or fourth grade with Mrs. O'Neill mm. it was probably Mrs. Payne I don't know anyway and we did one and they had brought in a ton of wallpaper samples for us to work with and oh, that really? was like my jam I was so excited <laughs> and um I remember we had to do an assignment first, which was we had to make a, po- a paper mosaic of our, like, a portrait. Uh-huh. And that was so fun. And then the next one was, like, we could do free art. And I've always done very abstract art. My his, mm-hmm. my art teacher in high school hated it. And um, she just didn't like abstract. So I was yeah. like, I'm not good with stuff like that. I don't draw. And Ugh, so a lot of kids were like drawing things and then like doing a sun in the corner or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just ended up doing this like almost like a wave pattern, like a river. With oh, okay. rock. It just it looked very naturalistic. But yeah, we were like eight or nine. Yeah. I remember it being really fun. Though. And the wallpaper samples were so cool because yeah. it was just like remnant samples, you know, mm-hmm. that my teacher collected. You know, she probably dug them out of the trash. You know how <laughs> art people are. Yeah. And I just loved them. Like there were so many textures. And they were shimmery. And oh, I mean, yeah. I would never put that wallpaper in my uh, house. In my house but, yeah. <laughs> but it was so pretty. I loved it. Yeah. Um. Real quick, I'll obviously I'm gonna post one of her yeah. um, decoupage arts, but you could kind of scroll through, and this is what she did. Get the fuck! I know out of here. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, and she was 71 when she started doing this. Oh, she I love made that passion so me, me too. She and these are with so tissue many. paper, like yeah. like I have like the just, flowers, like but mm-hmm. she cut out each individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just one of the things, oh but God. she colored them first, so oh, it was like wow. very thin <gasps> paper, and she would color it, and then assemble it get out of they look like real like accurate yeah they are well they are botanically accurate that's amazing they're really pretty i'll I'll post a few because there's there's so many (laughs) we post all of them i know they she has like a whole book and um i want it (laughs) i really want it now it's um there's a few mrs delaney her life and her flowers and then the paper garden i kind of want that one yeah, there's a lot, but I'm like, oh, that's a good like coffee table book. And yeah. then I know the story behind it. That and, is really fun. Um, here there was a picture of her. Um, it's interesting because like crepe paper. Hard to crepe. see. But I have a hard time saying mm-hmm. that word because it was like a long time, 1700s or what? 1700? <laughs> no, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um, the like right now, I know a craft that's taking off is like crepe paper flowers, mm-hmm. and that was a thing that they used to do. I think in like the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't think it's enough of a subject for us to cover too much yeah. because I think it's pretty new age. But um, and I love that. And I was like, I don't need nothing else, especially mm-hmm. because like it's not even expensive. It yeah. reminds me of paper quilling that I've mm-hmm. covered because 
the um it's just like crepe paper uh like squares long rectangles big rectangles you know it depends if you want to make them i was like i want to make a big giant one mm-hmm. and make the craft room look like alice in wonderland <laughs> okay <sighs> we ready yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> so um we kind of say this all the time it's like sometimes you just hit a moment where i'm like i struggled so hard to find a subject to cover you know because after like i had the yeah just like yeah because my crime yeah yeah both of them but i kind of kept going back and forth because i had like the body body (laughs) brokering lined up so you know like i'm solid for another couple weeks yeah but after that i really struggled and i kept finding ones i was like okay maybe i'll do this and then i won't and then i found this and i was like what the hell i'm from oregon how had i never heard of this Mm. before so this is going to be the case of susan monica okay um, she was born in California on July 8th in 1948. Okay. And um, she was a Vietnam veteran in the U.S. Navy. And she got honorably discharged and wanted um, a calm life. But she ended up becoming a really successful engineer for a while and hmm. decided in 91 that she was just ready to be left alone. Okay. Aren't we all? Yeah. I'm and like, so she I moved. Like now. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so um, she moved to a rural town in Oregon called Weimar, which is in Jackson County. And she got herself like 20 acres. And it was, mm. um, she did have neighbors, but they weren't super duper close. But um, the property went uh, backwards. Okay. So she did have neighbors on the sides okay. of her. It kind of sounds yeah. like what I would do. Just leave me alone and let me go <laughs> yeah, buy my 20 exactly. acres. <laughs> exactly. Um, and that she was going to get her dream now just to have a peaceful, mm-hmm. quiet um, farm life. And I'm like, hell yeah, I want That's that. What I want. I do too. I yeah. do too. And you can't have it down here. We, nope. You have to move. It's yeah. impossible. Even if you were a millionaire, like there's not property available down no. here. You just can't. So um, she ended up raising mainly pigs, but she had chickens and other animals too. And she mm-hmm. owned a... Um, you know, successful enough to keep her going company called the White Queen Construction. And they did um, like raw iron fences and gates. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because it was just her, she was not married. She didn't have children because it was just her and she wanted to expand on her farm. Um, she would hire uh, passers through transients um and uh, from Craigslist, she would put okay. she would put ads up um, to get help from there from handyman. This is in the nineties, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she moved there in ninety. I'm like, I was just thrown because it's like she was born in the forties. Right. I'm like, yeah. wait, Craigslist. She's, so, yeah. Craigslist. she's like, like yeah, in she's... up in her age. Okay, she's already yeah. in her fifties. Uh-huh. Okay, when she had started um, with her farm, mm-hmm. and so she would hire these handymen and. Because, you know, she was a bigger, taller lady, but it was just her. You cannot mm-hmm. do everything on your own with a farm and stuff. So she needed the help. And she would pay them half in cash. And then the other half was room and board. They got to stay in the property. And um, there was a large barn that was built. And so there were, like, rooms in that mm-hmm. section. You know, not like a dirty, stinky barn. But it's, yeah, yeah. it's still a barn. And... So it was pretty typical that these workers would hang around just for a few months. They they would leave and that was it. And she would never hear from them again mm-hmm. because they just were coming through town, most of mm-hmm. them. And, you know, so this was completely normal for her. And in April of 2013, she had placed an ad on Craigslist for some farmhand help. And she was contacted by um, Robert Haney, who was 56 years old. Mm-hmm. And he was actually a, a carpenter. 
and kind of a man of all trades, you know. Mm -hmm. And so he was looking, he was really looking forward to having work and living on a peaceful, quiet property. Mm -hmm. And um, so he got the same deal as everybody else, half cash, half room and board. Um, but he did bring his own trailer with him. He just oh, okay. he had a vehicle and a trailer, um, like one of those little teeny tiny trailers that barely just covers the bed of a truck. Oh yeah, and over the yep. top. Okay, yeah. I know and exactly um, so you just hitch it to the pole ball uh-huh. in the back. It's real small. Um, and so this was you know this was great for him. He was there for about six months, and it was in September of this you know the same year. Mm-hmm. After working for about six months, he had told Susan um, somebody in one of his relatives had been uh, assaulted, mm-hmm. and um, he was really he started to really mentally struggle, and um, and he was like, I have to go, I have mm-hmm. to go. Um, and I have to try to handle this as best as I can. Yeah. And um, and so he was going to leave the property to go, you know, take care of business. Mm-hmm. And after a couple of months, uh, his family hadn't heard from Robert and his children. Um, it was a son and a daughter, but I only got the son's name. It was Bobby, Robert Jr., mm-hmm. um, showed up to the farm. And Susan had told him, you know, what she had heard, what the Uh story was, and that he left. And they were like, okay, well, um, this is kind of weird. Do you mind if we look around? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. They go check his trailer because it's still on the property. Okay. And, like, a lot of his things are there, stuff that most people would take if they were going to leave, including a favorite leather jacket of his Mm -hmm. and his dog. And she says, well, um, you know, he didn't leave by himself, so I oh. assumed if he didn't leave on his own, he probably was planning on coming back. They think he only went to Ashland, Oregon, which is another town in um, like mid-central Oregon. Oh, okay. Not far away, within driving distance. So uh-huh. she assumed, well, he left his dog and his shit here. He's mm-hmm. coming back. He's be back, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, I mean, everything looks fine. There's literally no reason. This isn't out of the norm for him to just take off. But it's not super common for him to not get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. So they they do file a missing mi- missing person a missing person a missing persons report with Jackson County Sheriff's Department, and then they leave because they're just like, okay, thanks for the information mm-hmm. that you gave us, and they peace out. Um, on January tenth, two thousand fourteen, an officer comes with a warrant to investigate Susan's property, not because of Robert being gone, but because of a fraudulent use of an Oregon Trail card. Which is um, an electronic benefits card. Which oh, okay. um, so for people outside of the United States, it's a, a welfare program that the United States does. You don't always have to have children to be able to receive the benefits mm-hmm. of like cash help and stuff. And so for Oregon specifically, it's called the Oregon Trail Card. And oh it's my a, gosh! <laughs> a plastic card. It looks like a Visa debit credit card. Mm-hmm. You know. And so. Um, so this is what they're doing. Well, because the abuse of that is a federal crime. That's money from the government. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're coming to check what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's where that they would like search her property. Oh, whatever. Yeah, right. Like, I know. For, for I, but talk? federal crimes gives them because yeah. the, like she could lie and be like, I don't have that card. So they want to check True. her belongings huh? to yeah. see okay. if she has it. Um, because it counts as identity theft. Oh. So it's a serious, it's crazy. People don't realize that, but it's a serious, mm. very fraudulent thing to do. So um, the, of course, you know, the officer is talking 
to her and she's like okay it's interesting this card has been used at a walmart uh recently in it was in december that Mm -hmm. the card had been used and uh it's from a man that's supposed to be missing so we're wondering like is he was he the one that used it or Mm -hmm. but they're pretty sure it's not you know so as the as the um officer is walking around the property just kind of glancing around Mm -hmm. he finds a leg what a human leg what yep from about mid femur down to the toes just a few feet away behind the pig pen (gasps) and so it's like on the back end of the property uh, off to the side by a forest line so the officer's looking around and he sees like other little chunks of what looks like bone, By like pigs? little tiny. Yeah. On the outside of, the, okay. of that. And so he's like, holy shit, this uh, yeah. is something going on. What yeah. is happening? So um, she's brought in for questioning. Obviously, there is uh-huh. a leg <laughs> on her property. <laughs> yeah. And so she is um, arrested for the... Uh, Sorry. She's actually not arrested because of the leg. She's arrested first oh, because, yeah, of the, because of the uh, identity theft issue. Yeah. And so obviously she's now being brought in and held for questioning. And the questioning starts with Detective Henderson and Detective Fox. This is going to be really similar to the way that I got the case because we got all the players right here, uh-huh. right now. And so um, I kind of like this. It's a good flow through. Oh my gosh, sorry. Kids <laughs> He's are in the squeaky. Back. I think that's Lily. <laughs> So um, she's asked about the card and Susan admits to using it. She had had it for several months because mm-hmm. Robert had given her permission to use it on the days that he didn't want to go into town. OK. Um, you know, she would say like, hey, you know, he would tell her like, hey, can you get me a beer and so and so? Because you can't use beer on electronic benefits. Yeah, yeah. So she would buy the beer and then she would, she use, would use his it card for food. For, exactly. Or, yeah. Which is illegal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't. That's called selling like selling food stamps down here yeah (laughs) so and they're like okay well that's not technically allowed but hey the reality is if i had the flu really bad and i had a benefits card i'd be like amy can you please take this and like buy me some i need crackers and whatever so Mm -hmm. like you can technically give someone permission but this dude's missing yeah i think you're supposed to you probably have to add it on yeah you add it on as an approved person Mm -hmm. to use it or something (laughs) that's weird but what if you didn't have anybody till like the last minute i don't know that's weird so so they have now started asking her about all the people that have lived with her the last year of course you know they got to talk to everybody so they bring in a man that used to work for susan um his name is michael bales and he's immediately very cooperative, you know, mm-hmm. ready. He's talking. His body language looks fine. He's answering all the questions. He explains that he met Susan through one of his friends in town, whose name is Brady Murray. And um, Brady and her were closer friends than than uh, Michael was. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, OK, well, I trust you. So this is cool. Mm-hmm. And he was living on the property. He needed a job and a place to stay. And she was more than happy to help that out. She had no problem with bringing in people who had criminal records. Mm. Um, Almost seems kind of dangerous. Like, I know. You know but like, when, when you're all alone, I guess, a woman yeah. all alone. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so she would she would try to give those who were down a hand up because uh-huh. everybody deserves that in her, you know, in her mind. So, yeah. um, 
he was there for about three months and he was there at the same time that Robert was there too. Mm -hmm. He said that she was really, really nice in the beginning. This is Michael still. Uh She was really nice in the beginning, but then all of a sudden she just kind of flipped and turned not nice. Like the niceness was a facade um, and that uh, his exact words were that she was a fucking weirdo (laughs) and um, and that she would be tending to yell. She got mad easily, just Uh like it was off and on, but not everybody she treated that way because her friend Brady said that she wasn't like that at all. Okay. So, you know, maybe it, she just treated the help a little meaner. I don't mm. know. You know, so he said that. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. She had said that she. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sorry. I'm reading <laughs> off a laptop. This is like the first the time first I think time. I've done it. So I haven't even read off a laptop. It didn't load over and I didn't want to trust my phone. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. He said that uh, Susan and Robert fought constantly Mm. and because she would say that Robert was lazy and that he never did any work and he would sleep until noon and stuff. He's kind of like, I get the work done. You know what? What's the problem? My own time. Right. I guess so. Yeah. Um, but that Robert was also saying that Susan wanted him to work for like practically no money. Mm. Just like be happy. I'm letting you stay here, which yeah. like he's living in a room in the barn, but he also has his own little trailer too. Yeah. So like what? Like a hundred bucks for my trailer to be plopped here. Yeah. Um, cause I did see a picture of his trailer and it doesn't look like it's hooked up to oh, yeah, electricity to- or mm-hmm. anything. So, so anyway, um, one of the interesting facts that uh, we will get to a little bit was just that she will mention that her and Robert weren't friends either oh, or that they okay. didn't talk at all at all mm. and that there would be times that they wouldn't see each other. But Michael just said that they would fight almost every day. Huh. So, you know, maybe she just doesn't want to seem like she's an asshole to somebody that's missing. Yeah. I can understand that, too. But... um. One of the things that Michael talks about with her character is that she makes really weird jokes. Like, she's just odd. She seems like she has no social skills. Uh-huh. Um, uh, very monotone. Very just... It's just... She is odd. She's yeah. an odd bird in general when you're just seeing her. But, I mean, uh-huh. some people are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he says that one of the jokes she made, which he feels was totally in... Uh, as a joke, and he laughed even though he hated it, was that at one point... Because Susan is a, a big lady, and Michael seems pretty short. Uh-huh. I see him sitting in a chair in an interview, and he seems really oh, quite okay. short. And so, as a joke, she picked him up real quick under his arms and dangled him over the pig pen because he was afraid of them. And she was like "Eh, eh," laughing, whatever. But he thought it was funny, too. So she was just kind of like her sense of humor was kind of crappy. Yeah. You know, Um, (laughs) but we talking about that the other day where it's like, yeah, you think it's funny, but but it's it's not. not. Yeah. (laughs) So um, (laughs) he, you know, him being afraid of the pigs, but he did still take it in stride Uh but then he also said that one time she mentioned how she was curious as to how long it would take to have her pigs eat a whole Uh, human body yeah and you know that's not really like i've never been like i wonder how long it would take for my chickens to eat someone that's dead because they totally would would but yeah that's like the average person isn't thinking stuff like that so he says that when she said it it 
she didn't seem like mad. She didn't seem anything. Just so like, huh, I just wonder what, you know. Yeah. It's such a ridiculous thing. But eventually, Michael does say uh, in their interrogation asking, you know, so like, did Robert ever talk about Susan? Did, um, you know, did was there any issues like that? And he's like, well... He does remember one time that uh, he said that Robert was telling Michael that he Mm -hmm. was afraid someday Susan was going to kill her and that he was hoping that... Kill her? Kill him? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that he... Yeah, that she was going to kill him. (laughs) Sorry. And he was hoping his children would be able to, like, pick up his stuff and his dog and he really was concerned because they were fighting all the time. But Michael had never seen any indication that she had said she was going to kill him or anything like that. Um, So they're thinking, okay, this is really interesting. Let's we're going to pull in Brady. Now we're going to get his side. He's a close friend of Susan's. So he's brought in for questioning and he immediately seems like he's drunk. He seems weird. He's like stuttering. So I'm kind of interested. Like he's not obviously he's not being investigated or anything. They're just talking to him. Uh-huh. But like I don't know if anything he could say would be taken seriously like by a standard of, uh, you know, investigation by police because he's mm-hmm. hammered. He's weird. Yeah. Like he's weird too. All these people are kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's weird. So um, he has been uh, he was a neighbor of hers and he was friends with Susan, he said, for about eight years or so. And that he had lived on her property off and on when he would have like familial problems. They don't go into that, mm. but I'm thinking maybe wife problems, something. Mm-hmm. And but that they were completely just platonic friends. Um, He never mentions her as being a best friend, but just like, you know, good friends that hang out and they talk and stuff. And um, so. On completely on the opposite side of what Michael had said, Brady says that, you know, Susan told him that Robert was a really hard worker and a really good guy and that he had never met him before. But um, he told the story the same way that Susan had said, which was that, you know, a family member um, and he's like slurring through. He's like a daughter, a cousin, niece had um, been assaulted and that he was gonna uh and that he was gonna take off but after that he says something really really weird because he's still they're talking to him about what they think may be going on a little bit without giving away any details of course Uh and he says something really strange uh quote because i like i said i watched almost three hours of um like the interrogation Interrogation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it'll be in my sources but uh So, yeah, it's quoted. I really can't imagine her doing it. The investigator then asks him, like, what do you mean, like, doing what? And again, quoted. The murder. (laughs) Then he kind of stutters. The guy with the missing family. Or, or, or. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, okay, the investigator immediately shifts with, excuse me, murder. We didn't say anything about a murder. And... He's like, well, that's, you know, he's like, uh, well, the cops are here. We're worst case scenario. That's pretty much what I'm assuming. You know, it's weird, right? (laughs) So. Not like we're here just to talk about a missing person. Exactly. Exactly. And like identity fraud. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but 
he says the same thing, this recurring theme that Susan has made really joke, really weird jokes about feeding mm-hmm. someone to her pigs. Um, and a, a neighbor has said that she said this and Brady has actually heard her say it himself. Hmm. Um, he, he also seems though to kind of be like making excuses for her character, like saying random things like, uh, that she's just kind of weird, but that she's a good person. Okay. You know, she's a good person. She's a good person. She's really helpful, which she is. She does. Uh-huh. She's helped, you know, a lot of people over the years. Um, so he just seems really upset and he seems really nervous. But, mm-hmm. you know, he's a really good friend of her. So he's just nervous that she possibly could have had something to do with someone's yeah. disappearance. That would make anybody uncomfortable. Uh-huh. The possibility that one of your friends that you've known for eight years could have done something. Yeah. You know? So he knows something's going on. But then he reiterates her again. I really don't see her doing this. Mm -hmm. The investigator kind of just backtracks to mentioning, you know, Brady mentioning murder. Like, we never even said that. Why would you bring that up? Like, what would you have made? Sorry. What would would have even made you think that? Because we Uh didn't say it. And again, in quote, why wouldn't you think she may have done it? For heaven's sakes, he's missing and it was on her property. It. He's not been told anything was found on the property. Yeah. Nothing. He knows more. Nothing at all. Yeah. So. It, like the leg that he knows uh, about. Yeah. But. Yeah. 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 So. At this point, the investigators, like, we don't go back and forth to Brady very much until, like, the end of their interview. Uh-huh. And so, you know, this is in tandem on other sides. So, mm-hmm. at, in this same point, Susan is let made aware that they have found a leg on her property. Because up until this point, they haven't told her. Yeah. So, now they're asking, like, hey, how did this get here? Could it possibly be Robert's? And she said, well, I mean, I don't know. It could be, but I would have no idea how it could have gotten there. He's missing. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, And, you know, she's kind of chuckling. She's being weird. But <laughs> we already have multiple people saying that she's a weirdo. And she has a terrible sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And she's given off a vibe that she's odd, you know. Yeah. So, she explains that, yeah, she has made jokes about feeding someone to her pigs. And investigators, like, keep pushing her. Like, why would there be a leg on her property? But at this point, she actually still doesn't believe them that they have found anything. Oh. She, because she actually likes crime shows a lot. And so, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't really believe them. And they're uh, Detective Fox. Were, um, these are still detective henderson uh-huh. and detective fox detective henderson was the one who took over most of this okay and detective fox we see out of frame most of the time mm-hmm. until the end if you do watch the interrogation which it's long but it's worth it yeah <laughs> um so uh detective fox starts going right back into continuing to question her because you know if you keep asking them the same things they're going to slip up that's how it works mm-hmm. so he starts playing into the fact like, yes, look, it's really, I promise you, it's a human leg. And then they show her a picture and she's like, yep, that's a leg. All right. Mm-hmm. And they start to kind of, you know, she is smart. Obviously, you can't be successful in the Navy and be an engineer and a business yeah. person without being smart. And so they're like, look, I understand you're a super logical person. Therefore, you are, there are a lot of possibilities of how this could get here. Mm-hmm. But like... How do you think it could possibly have gotten here? They're just trying to pull her back. Uh-huh. 
And he's like, well, there's a possibility like he could have died somewhere on the property. He was an alcoholic. And Mm -hmm. so could he have died because there's a gully that like goes off a cliff. And, you know, Oregon has a lot of animals, everything. Like we used to go target shooting and there would literally be like a a cougar, which is a mountain lion, whatever, by us. We would see it. We'd go fishing and you'd see it. Like bobcats, like all that's normal. I've never seen a bear, though. Oh, there are bears. Yeah, I've never seen a bear in the wild, but there are. So. Um, I do think there's wolves, but they're very spread out. But there's coyotes. Like, there's yeah. more than enough things that can scatter a human. all the time here. <laughs> it's, uh, real, it's funny because Kurt says he does. And I was like, I am not ever outside in the right amount of time, I yeah. guess. So, so she, yeah. So she's saying that, you know, someone could have died on the property and, like, an animal dragged him, which is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> So drag him right over to the pig. Exactly. (laughs) But then she's like, if I would kill him, like, why would I just leave him there on my property? Like close by? Mm -hmm. Like, because that's weird. And she does have neighbors. Like, she's not. Like I said, the property goes back. Yeah. 20 acres back, not to the sides. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're like, well, I don't really know. (laughs) Why does anybody do any of these weird things? Yeah. In another, like, set of questions that they're going to get to, Detective Fox asks her, like, has anyone else ever just left really abruptly after, like, living and taking up some residence at your farm? Mm-hmm. And, like, she says no. And he lets her know, well, you know, the thing is, is because we have to take forensic evidence of your entire property. My God, can you imagine how long that would 20 take? 20 acres. 20 <sighs> acres. And she had, like, her whole house and then the barn was massive. And then there's the trailer. So there's like so many structures that they have to check. Uh-huh. And so they're, you know, this is normal. They're like, whose DNA are we going to find? Like yeah. who has been living there long enough that we're going to find? So obviously there's going to be like Eric's and there's going to be Brady's. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> Why did I say Eric? Was his name Michael Eric's? Anyway, Eric. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> so, you know, there's going to be these other people's DNA. Yeah. And um, so... This is something that she says, well, hey, there was only one other person about a year ago. He was an Asian guy named uh, Pong, I think is how she says it. Uh And but that she's heard from him a few months ago. And then she's like, haha, you better go find him to make sure he's not dead. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. What is going on? Right. She really is. She really is super strange. So they're like, okay, but you know, they have made some jokes with her too. So she, yeah. like, they're comfortable enough. So she's getting these weird jokes, which is, again, another reason why interrogations, like, hers is going to last 12 hours. Oh my God. Because if they just keep talking, you're going to do weird shit. You're going to yeah. get comfortable. You're going to get into character gonna, yeah. of who you really are uh-huh. more than, you know, uh, what you're trying to project to somebody. Uh huh. So. They keep talking to her and then they eventually land on. So what what do you think we should do next? Like if, you know, we found this leg and Robert is missing and you have no idea what's happening in your mind, what would be our next step? And she's like, well, your next step would probably be to keep searching my property. Right. And like look in the pig pen for anything else like clothing or other body parts. (laughs) So. Like, who the fuck says oh that? Oh, my gosh. I w- if you didn't do it, I would be like, I don't know. You're probably going to oh search everywhere, right? Yeah. Like, a person, you know, so, like, there's... It's she- like, yeah, I joke about bodies in my pig pen. So, the next step is probably check the pig <laughs> pen. <laughs> we check the pig pen. <laughs> so, then she goes into complaining about her neighbors because they have been <sighs> complaining to the county about her. 
And uh, some of these complaints were called because of her and Robert fighting, how loud they were, how vicious it sounded. So like the cops would call and that all of the stress of this had made her really sick and all of her hair fell out, which it did. She has no eyebrows. She's completely bald, like 100 percent. Oh, my gosh. Alopecia alopecia? totalis completely. And so um, she has like extreme anxiety about her appearance because uh-huh. she's she's completely bald and she has like a little beanie on okay. while they're talking. And, um, you know, obviously this is to try to get like sympathy from them because yeah. like as a woman, that's hard, you know. Yeah. And I love it because they <laughs> ignore everything, not even like, oh, that's a shame. They move right past it. They're like, you're not getting that from us. And then they ask her. Hey, do your pigs ever eat any animals? And like other animals, like would you uh-huh. kill a chicken and feed them to your pigs? Like, would you do that? Because like, as we know, um, it's never been a problem with me yet, but I will occasionally just throw the egg on the ground, yeah, let the I chickens eat it. Uh-huh. So the thing is, if your animal is, has already gotten the taste of flesh, it's likely yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. So they, so she asks them, you know, have they ever eaten any animals? And she says, no, never. But that she has fed them, like she'll feed them the leftover, like bones from bone broth and stuff oh, like okay. that. Which um, pigs can eat bones, uh-huh. which is weird. But, um, you know, obviously that's not good for anybody. Mm. Now, this entire time, something that she does, which I hate because it's just like the sounds constantly. I'm listening to this. She does these huge sighs, like just like. (sighs) And it's like so long and annoying because she just does them constantly. And the thing is, part of that is like when you get anxious, you don't get as much oxygen because your blood pressure, your heart rate are higher. Uh We therefore tend to take in more air. So that could be what she's doing. Um, but she always is sighing and stuttering through all of her words. And as the investigation, but she's been talked to for a really long time with not very many breaks. But just her demeanor is getting weird. And the mm-hmm. constant sighing is like a tell. You know, if you're playing poker and you sigh, you probably got a crap hand. Yeah. So um, he tells her. Uh, Detective Fox is the one that's taken over at this point. He's like, we're going to search your entire property. We're going to find whatever anyway. Your best bet is to just tell us now uh-huh. because it can shorten the time that it takes us and you can make it a lot faster. So she he she pauses for such a long time that like we've talked about this one time where like it doesn't really seem like it but 10 seconds of solid oh, silence a is a time. lot. Yeah. So she goes completely dead silent. And he keeps trying to, you know, he's gotten to the point where he, they've never been mean to her. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, look, sometimes things happen. Like accidents happen. Mistakes happen. You're human. People make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did Robert make a mistake? Like, did something happen? And she hasn't said anything through this. I don't even think she did that ridiculous sigh, but she has been completely silent. Mm-hmm. And she asks a single question and quote, if my pigs did eat Robert, would you kill my pigs? What? So she has like more regard for a pig than a human. Okay. She has seemed to not give a crap that Robert has been missing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, what? <laughs> so Detective Fox, he he's stunned. You can tell. And he's just like, uh, well... Well, we're going to have to we'll figure that out later. Like, I don't know. I'm not you know, I don't work for animal control. So, you know, I'm really not sure. So he asks her again, like, why don't you just tell us what happens? You know, this is really important. So she lets out several 
big long size and and it sounds like that (laughs) like that's the thing that bothers me is because they're like they're so even their size are weird because they're they are they're just like (sighs) and it's just constantly so she lets out a few of those weird sighs and she starts her her conversation to their answer to this question she says about a week or so Bef- after um, Bobby, who is Robert's son, had uh-huh. called looking for his dad, you know, and they had came out and checked. She had gotten up really in the morning like we do. My chickens know feeding is yeah. like nine o'clock yeah. um, to go feed the animals and go about her day. And that she heard a groaning, moaning kind of a sound in the back. And so when she went to the back to the pig pen area, she had saw Robert lying on his back and all of his insides were on the outsides <laughs> and the pigs were eating him. Alive? Like alive. alive. He was still alive. Yeah. And that the pigs were eating him. And she freaked out. She says she ran inside. She grabbed her rifle and she came back and she shot him in the head to end what she said, you know, was his suffering. Mm-hmm. And the cops are like, what the hell? Like, why would you not call 911? And she's like, we're out in the middle of nowhere. It would have been at least a half an hour solid okay. for him to get help. Yeah. And he, she could tell, like, the amount of blood. Like, he's on his way out. And so she panicked. And so she shot him. So... You know, the problem is that she has, like, discrepancies in her story, but stranger things have happened. One in a million freak accidents, uh-huh. you know, happen. So they're like, oh, my God, okay. Uh, would you uh, agree to take a polygraph test? Mm-hmm. And so she she agrees to that. And so they start up the whole polygraph. The um, investigator for the polygraph test comes in. And he's very friendly with her and they're talking and she's like more than willing to talk to them. Okay. So they get her all hooked up to do the machine. Um, He asks her, like, have you ever done one of these before? And she was like, yeah, I have. And he asks her when. And she's like, I can't remember. (laughs) And she's like, oh, well, it was probably like 40 years ago when she was in the Navy. And so he's like, oh, what was it for? And she was like, I can't remember. You don't remember what you like. Had. That's pretty serious. Like you know, that's some s- probably important information. And so, yeah. Anyway, so even though she has been told to hold still, to be quiet, because oh, that's let important me guess the whole time. time. Yep. The entire <laughs> yes, the entire time, she is coughing, sniffling. She's moving in her seat. She's doing those huge sighs. She has a conversation with him after he just I'm talking my breath out. I'm all mad. <sighs> after he just told her to please be quiet. Yeah. They he does the test two times and she will not hold still. Oh my god. And he finally is like, "We're not doing another. I absolutely refuse." And she's like, "No, no, no, no I'll do it. I'll, I wasn't." I, and he's like, "No, I've I'm done." She's just you know, wasting time and she's, energy yeah. and, and resources. He's yeah. like, "No." So, he still sits with her um and he keeps talking to her, but even within all the fuss, there it shows markers of deception in her questions mm. so mm-hmm. obviously um if if you don't know i guess not obviously polygraphs aren't allowed to be used in court because yeah. they are not accurate all yeah. the time They're they can be helpful proof. they can be helpful because the cops can be like we know you lied about this yeah but yeah so yeah they aren't able to be used but it did show that she had lied a little bit within the bits that they were able to get yeah. with her fussing and nonsense 
So the investigator um, of the polygraph test has asked her, you know, because he is a, a you know, police officer. He's asked uh-huh. her to finish, like, you know, just finish explaining how she got rid of him. And she says that she ended up leaving his body with the pigs for two days um, to let them eat. And they asked her, you know, like, were you hoping that they were going to eat all of him? And she was like, yeah, but after two days, like, I couldn't look at it anymore. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't. And also, like, the meat was going to go bad. She didn't want her pigs to get sick. Yeah. And so um, she took his clothes and the rest of him out of the pig pen and she burned his clothes in like a burn barrel pile she Uh has and put the rest of his pieces in bags and just like put it in the back of the property they didn't eat the skull um and obviously that piece of leg yeah and um yeah just like little bits it really wasn't that much yeah and so uh she draws them uh, she asked him, she's like, here, I'll draw you a map. You know, yeah. she's she's like, whatever. Yeah, that's 20 acres. It's a lot yeah. of So area. she draws them a map. Uh, it for sure is on a piece of paper. And so they're still trying to get a justified reason from her. They're trying to give her that possibility. And she's like, not taking it. You know, they huh. asked her, did he try to attack you? Did he steal from you? Did he? Yeah, you just you know, want a reason. Like, yeah. what? why? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no. She has stuck by her story that Thanks. he must have. Yeah, that he had in. to have fallen in, that he was just messing around and he had to have fallen in and that he could have been drunk because he was he did drink a lot. Yeah. And um, so like maybe he was just messing around with the dumb pigs and fell in drunk. But, you know, so. Yeah, so she is stuck by her story and they so they're asking her like, look, you've drawn us a map for this part because we're going to investigate the whole property. Like, is anyone out out there? Like now uh-huh. is the time to tell us. And she says, not to my knowledge. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it's your 20 acres. You're outside all the time. How would you not yeah. know? But, you know, I don't know. Not to your knowledge. Somebody could have dropped a body. I don't know. And they're like, yeah. what? How could you not know? So they, they're going around. They're still asking. They move back a little bit. She tells them she thinks Robert was depressed and his drinking had gotten really out of control after, you know, he had heard about the uh-huh. assault because he didn't leave right away. Okay. Um, and so she's obviously trying to drop hints that he, like, he tried to kill himself, kill himself? by climbing oh, in the... Please. Who would do that? Yeah. Oh, Eat my God. me alive. <laughs> That's the way I want to go. <laughs> like, no. It's so funny. It's just, like, so, it's so ridiculous. Stupid. It like, really who would is. do that? Yeah. I want to die a slow and painful death being right. eaten alive by, by pigs by huge scary pigs yeah <laughs> so um at one point she was talking about how you know she couldn't leave the pigs out there for longer because it wouldn't have been good for the pigs eating them uh, yeah but the way she had started this story there this that phrasing again was in quote i could have left them 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 like now i kind of understand that like if you didn't know a person like using a they them yeah they were over there i left them yeah but she knows robert for six months that's a weird way not even him yep no i could have left them and then she immediately stutters and backtracks with i could have left him with an emphasis on the him Uh (laughs) part like she caught what she said right maybe she's done it before so Detective Henderson, he gets like a lot more gentle with her and he actually like leans forward and he has his hand like on the desk and like a okay. kind of comforting. And he's like, just 
Tell me the whole truth. Right now is the time to be honest. It's been like nine hours. You got to give us a break. And she says again, quote, oh, God, give me another piece of paper. There's part of another body. His name is Steve. <gasps> what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the cops are immediately like, what? So here's the story. Steven Delacino was 59. He had been working and living there, and he went missing just the year before. Oh. Um, just like a lot of other ones that she had had, he showed up for work out of the blue, responding to one of the ads. Like, he uh-huh. didn't even email her. He just came. Showed up. And that was normal. Mm-hmm. And that was here. That was normal. And unfortunately, no one had come looking for him. He didn't really have anybody. Hmm. He was a, a past, he had some, a record of stealing and out, um, drug, you know, DUIs and things like that. And she said that he had been stealing guns and little things around her home. And mm-hmm. then when he said he was going to leave, she confronted him inside of her house. And uh-huh. that's when he took one of the guns. It was just like a little five. It was like a little pistol and only had like a little tiny barrel. It's weird how some of those like self-defense guns are so little mm-hmm. and just ridiculous looking. And so they were fighting and he pulls this gun out and he says he didn't want to go to jail again. And so he shot himself in the head, <laughs> which I mean... Yeah, that could happen. That could absolutely happen. And you're like, okay, but in kind of asking, like, this doesn't make any sense. She goes back and they're like, he shot himself right there in your bedroom. And she was like, yeah. So they're expecting like, okay, we're going to find this dude's blood in in her her room somewhere. Uh But then she changes her story again. And she says that he like shot himself while he was running out of the house. And then she changes Uh, her story again. And he shot himself in the head five times. (laughs) (laughs) Five times? Yes. Does she not know how shooting yourself in the head and works? I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's it is stupid. so dumb. And so they're like, what, bitch? <laughs> right? And they're like, how does that even happen? And she's no. like, well, you know, we're still fighting and he's trying to shoot himself in the head. Now, is this possible? It, yeah. Maybe. So it's like grazing. If it, you know, there have been people who have gotten giant poles slammed through their head and they live from side ex- so. entry and exit. But yeah, so they're fighting and he's trying to, you know, I'm mim- I'm pantomiming, holding like my finger gun and like spinning <laughs> it or my finger and it's like spinning it around my head because I that's know. what uh, she's yeah. saying okay. has happened. Okay. She's got his arm here. Yeah. And he I, shot himself five times in the head. I, okay. So they're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. What did you do with the rest of the body? And so she says that she actually left it with the pigs for two weeks this time. So obviously she doesn't give a shit about food safety. Like she doesn't care. No. Like she said. Right. Yeah. Um, So she said what? Two days. Two days. I highly doubt she left him there for two days. She was trying to get rid of as much evidence Uh as possible because in two days and all that was left supposedly of Robert was a leg and some skull and Uh some bits and, you know, I almost said bits and bobs. (laughs) I'm sorry, Lord. (laughs) Bits and Bob's Robert. Of Robert. I know. That's why I was like, I almost said bits and Bob. I wasn't trying to be funny. No. So, sorry. So she left him there for about two weeks and she said she buried what was left with some other of the dead animals that she has processed, you know, okay. um, in a hole. Because I've thought about that before. Like, what do you do with that? I guess you probably have like a death trench for like carcasses uh-huh. and stuff. So. Uh-huh. This is where this makes me so irritated because we've talked about stuff like this before. So 
apparently her neighbors mm-hmm. um i'm a par- i'm almost positive her neighbor's name was karen she had a karen okay. neighbor one of her neighbors saw her burying bones in a hole okay and they had called the cops police showed up and probably because of her friggin weirdness Police showed up and they were like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I'm burying carcasses. You want a shovel to help me? And he said no. And he left. <gasps> didn't even look. He didn't even look. She like said they were two or, feet yeah. under the ground. Two feet. Wow. If he literally took her up on her offer, but she was just so weird. And I don't That's understand so that crazy. at all. Literally pieces of Steven were in that hole. And the cop was like, nope. Do mm, better. Come on. Seriously. So, fucking Oregon. Doesn't surprise me. (laughs) So, (laughs) she had known Stephen for about five years, and he was wanting to leave to California. This is what she's told them. And that he also has a property down in Florida, like a little house. And that, um, so he was ready to be done with the West Coast, and he Uh wanted to leave to California. Now, of course, these both, Robert and Stephen's pictures will both be on the Instagram, Uh because, you know, they're part of the main people in this case i don't know if you remember but i the robert was like 56 and yeah. steven was 59 uh-huh. they look so similar oh really they do now here is the weirdness i'm not like any of this isn't freaking yeah. weird but this is what's crazy to me is they both look so similar they were both nearly the same age. They died in one in a million, like kind of a freak accident, supposedly. Yeah. And that when both of these men had had enough of her weird bullshit and they wanted to leave, they died. Yeah. So I'm like, was she like in love with these dudes? And then know. she just didn't want to be alone. Like, it's weird because the thing is, she's not alone. No, she always has people. Co- it's yeah. yeah. So that's weird. But they look so similar. That's it's weird. crazy. Chops, mustaches, brown hair. It's, uh-huh. it's nuts. So kind of looks like she might have a type. OK. So investigators are still pushing. They're like, seriously, out of the last like 20 ish years that you've been hiring help, there's been like a hundred drifter type of people come through and Mm -hmm. you expect us to believe that there's only these two people um but she doesn't buckle she says that you know that's it and she stands by her story the whole time she says that you know that was it so Hmm. after being held for questioning obviously they um were digging up the evidence the interesting part is that they had i'm pretty sure already found like steven's skull or something they knew Uh and so then she had confessed to it so they were already pretty sure that there was another like amount of decomposition between the two that was not the same Uh so she's like officially arrested for this on january 14th Mm -hmm. um, of 2014 for two counts of first degree murder two counts abuse of a corpse why didn't the people in the dirty body brokers get that yeah seriously Two, I guess that's a spoiler alert if somehow you heard this before the other one. <laughs> we're fine. Two counts um, abuse of a corpse and one count of identity theft. They didn't oh, leave it out. Yeah. Um. So she, while she is being held, you know, she hasn't gone to trial yet. Mm-hmm. Um, her pigs are all euthanized, which okay. is so sad. sad. It's not their fault. And 
uh, they made sure to tell her. <laughs> I think that's pretty oh, dirty. Oh, really? Well, didn't yeah. she ask? Well, she kind of yeah. said, like, oh, if, if they did if eat, it, then are they, kill them. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, she definitely found out about that, mm. which is messed up. And But the crazy part, crazy. I keep saying that. But the thing that she's most upset about is that they're digging holes in her property. Oh, please. And that they're going to mess it up because, like, she's so deluded. Like, she thinks maybe she's, she's not going to go out. to jail yeah. or something. Um, so when she finds out that her pigs was euthanized, she tells them that there's 17 other people buried <gasps> on the property. What? But they, after all the holes were dug, they found no evidence oh, of that. Okay. Yeah. They, I was like, oh my God. I know. Um, I was like, is there going to be a part two? <laughs> yeah, no. They had in total dug 50 really huge holes it took them over a month and i cannot imagine how much money oh my god and so they were like she just said it to piss us off yeah to just take, waste their time the, and mm-hmm, yeah for because it's all she could do uh-huh. and it was like a form of control she could have over that uh-huh. part which is so fucked up <laughs> it is not that all of this isn't so um she, of course, ended up, uh, she pleaded not guilty and she represented herself. Of she course she did. acted <laughs> a fool. She ended up she being removed from the courtroom of multiple course. times from being nuts. One of the things that they picked on her about, which I think is, <laughs> I think it's mean. It's so stupid because I'm like, are they going to do that to someone else? They made fun of the fact that she had wore multiple wigs. They weren't crazy. They yeah. were like an auburn one, a short haired one. But like, her hair changed every day. <laughs> I only saw two pictures of separate, but they made it seem like she had a few. Yeah. So, but it was just one of the weird things was that she ended up with like all these wig changes and stuff. But in the end, no evidence matched up to her. I'm sorry. None of the evidence could match up properly. It all matched up to too much lying, too much hiding, too much bullshit. So although this doesn't seem like much... You have to remember, she's 67 years old. Oh, yeah. So she was sentenced to two consecutive 25-year prison terms with no possibility of parole. So it's, it was the best they could do because technically there was no witness. There, it's, yeah. It was very hard. But they're like, come on now. Yeah. Really? You admitted to feeding a dead dude to pigs and there's yeah. bullet holes in this one dude. Oh, I'm so sorry. It ended up being four times in the head. She oh. shot him four times in the head. Wow. Mm-hmm. For whatever had happened. Yeah. He shot himself. Oh, whatever. he shot himself. Allegedly. Times. Yeah. Oh. So unless she lives to be 117. <laughs> yeah. She's going to spend the rest of her life yeah. in prison. But unfucking believable It's crazy. And yeah, it's also crazy. Okay. So here's something super funny. When I went up for the um, wedding of one of my best friends, uh, Kurt, my husband, came with me and... Um, when we were driving back to the airport, a friend was driving us. Um, <laughs> he was like, now I know why there's Northwest because for two and a half hours, it was literally nothing, nothing. but forest. Yeah. Scary. Like, if you drop off the road, you're going to die. Like, it's, there's not guardrails. Yeah. And, and that's where I grew up, you yeah. know. And, I mean, there were a lot up there mm-hmm. all the way up through Washington, you know, because it is so easy. It's sick. It's so easy to hide stuff out yeah. there. If she hadn't used his fucking Oregon Trail card. Yeah. If she hadn't used that card, they never would have figured it out. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, because the only reason that the body was found was because Because they went and... Mm -hmm. Wow. Last one, the body brokers was because of taxes, and that one was because of fraud. See, people? (laughs) No, but I was so messed up. I can't believe it. 
Yeah, I knew right away when you said a leg was found by the pigs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she killed him and put him in the pig pen. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, and the, oh, I never heard anything about Brady. There is nothing. Obviously, he fucking knew. Yeah, he knew about it. He knew. So... What I'm thinking is that possibly because he's like her closest friend. What if he was her one call? Yeah, and she was, and he's drunk all the time. Nothing. He was obviously there's something with him in that. Or video, he so. was there when the body was mm-hmm. in with the pigs. So like, the what thing the was happened? when this first started. I mean, um, I had never heard of this before, to my knowledge. Yeah. Um, there's a movie we should watch. It's called The Pig Lady, oh, okay. and it's like a horror movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they made like based off of it, but. Uh huh. Yeah, it was weird. Wow. Like, I first thought, like, like, it was like, maybe she didn't because a woman on a farm all alone. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I thought this was going to go a different way. I where, did, like, too. Yeah. And I still think, like, Brady had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. But because she did not mention anyone, she didn't. She didn't. And yeah. I mean, if you were going to lie, you'd probably try to put it on someone else if you uh-huh. were already lying so much. So I really don't think he had anything to do with it. But she had to have told him. Yeah. In some capacity. Or like I said, or he like could have seen it yeah, or, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. like come in mm-hmm. one of those two days and saw the body in there with the pigs. And or like, he was just stumbling what? around drunk and yeah. saw the leg and was like, yeah, oh, oh I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? Yeah. Wow. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Kind of gross. Yeah. Especially because like I used to have a pig <laughs> and I'm thinking about Hank like eating a body. Ugh. Well, if you like the movie Snatch, um, one of the bad guys talks about that. Mm. He's like, um... He even gives, like, the measurements and stuff of how fast a pig can go That's crazy. when you have a bunch of pigs. And I was like, who found that out? Isn't that... I doubt they have that at the body farm. The place where they have the bodies in, like, cages for, mm-hmm. for decomposition, for mm-hmm. for forensic purposes, you know, yeah. to... I think the... I think probably the most they would do is, I'm sure, <laughs> along the body brokering, somebody probably could donate their body and it could... It would probably get used, like, let's throw it to a... Pe- <laughs> let's like throw it out to a pack of coyotes and see oh, what yeah. it looks like when they take pieces when yeah they detach so you can identify mm-hmm. whether it was animal or human mm-hmm. you know exactly like just animal scattering like, bits yeah mm-hmm. wow i think it's it's really odd because like fun fact uh you know a lot more animals than people think eat roadkill yeah um and so like owls owls eat roadkill <gasps> you know most animals will like they'll try it if they're desperate enough Okay. I have chills now. That's gross. Because I was like mm-hmm. thinking, you know, once they taste blood, that was our dog, Fred. Mm-hmm. Um, before I had, uh, well, he would, he's, okay, we don't have Fred anymore. We had to rehome him because, uh, for safety reasons, because he killed some of our chickens. Mm-hmm. And then it was like right uh, the day I came home from the hospital with Lincoln and he had killed another chicken. And so he kept killing chickens and he did have a little bit of an aggression issue and we just knew it was not safe with Link. I could not imagine like he would he would nip at us and stuff. And so um, so, yeah, we found him at home and we were like, no chickens or little kids like <laughs> mm-hmm. he's just not that type of dog. But um, but yeah, once he got the taste of chickens once, it was like he kept yeah killing them because you know they would just get out mm-hmm. so um so yeah i can imagine they'll do it the if pigs. they're bored yeah it's sad i think he was probably acting out i don't know but it was like the third or fourth mm-hmm. chicken he had killed and we're like we're done we're done like yeah. you are not and then here we have like ralph and harrison you know our two well More we had like a bully breed <laughs> technically yeah so. they are they're they're american staffordshire terrier and um boxer 
shepherd mm-hmm. like you know anyways um well that's a herding dog they're less likely to eat yeah the animal but they go out in the backyard and hang out with the chickens yeah they not once have tried to kill them rolling chicken poop rabbits is a different thing mm-hmm. um harrison has killed a rabbit before oh. but that was a freak accident when they the cage, sure it was amy no it was <laughs> it was the the wiring in the back the of the rabbit fell the, sorry <laughs> the back of the the rabbit hutch thing the mm-hmm. wiring came out oh, because no. they were running around so much in there and so oh. two the two of them got out and then harrison it was at night and Aww. so yeah that was the only time but now it's like there's absolutely no way those rabbits can get out mm-hmm. the way we have their big metal cages but yeah that's a it, it's like with the dog like and the thing is too is like you it's not their fault no <laughs> it's, so not. it's very hard because like obviously you can't like discipline them for that i'll see people in the chicken group that oh my god they're like tie the dead chicken no to the dog's neck and let the chicken rot i was like what that is, is abuse with you yeah like, let, ugh. no i'm so happy that my dogs don't care yeah. about the chickens they they run around they could care less and like i said all my chickens are free range so Binks all likes to chase the chickens i know i he would he likes to punk them <laughs> like he if I really thought he was going to hurt them, I wouldn't let him like yeah. do it. But he'll just be like in the grass and then he does a little butt wiggle. Yeah. Like he like takes boom. off. Yeah. He just, yeah. He just jumps at him. Because yeah, I'll be in the backyard and then like, I hear yep. the chickens. Blah, 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 and I'm like, binks. oh, Binks. Yep. <laughs> binks got him. So. <laughs> well, anyways, with, I guess with that, <laughs> stay crafty. And not cry me. Bye. Bye.